Welcome to the Mojo Market Report. Here's your hosts, Dave Sturgio and Chris Gucci. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Mojo Market Report right here on a football Monday. It is Dave Sturgio. It is Chris Gucci. It is A5 Anthony behind the glass right here at Chop Studios in Breaking news, I'm getting into my ear right now that the Dallas defense has scored again. Uh, I'm excited about this one. I'm allowed to be excited every so often. But, I mean, if you're looking at at the Mojo um, point of view, you would have to say, Matt, great career, bro, but it's it's, – Matty Ice is just – it ain't it. it yeah, ain't I think it. that I think that was the expectation when they tried to bench him already for Sam Ellinger, <laughs> yeah. and then Jeff Saturday is like, no, 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 we're gonna do things very boring going forward. Yeah, and that's, so that's what's happening. Culture struggling. The Cowboys score fifty four points on Sunday Night Football. A wild Sunday. I mean, we we got into a lot of stuff. Um, on record, I said that the Chiefs, it was going to be a hard time for the Chiefs to lose any more games based off of how they were playing. And, of course, here comes Joe Cool and the Bengals. They take care of business. Now I'm going to pump the brakes a little bit because all of a sudden that's the kryptonite to the Trying Chiefs. to decide which show it was that we argued about who was going to win this game, and I think it was the other one. So. It's probably the Chop, uh, Chop Sports show. But, like, listen, it, it is what it is. I mean, I, 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 I rode with the Chiefs, and I said, until you beat them, you can't bet against them, right? Whether it be actual money or just in your mind, like can't bet against the cheat. You can now. Uh, they have a they have a bugaboo. They have a kryptonite, and it's called the Bengals. <laughs> so Joe Cool does his thing. Uh, talked about the Cowboys already. Eagles continue to look unstoppable. They put another thirty five on the Titans yesterday. Once the Titans become one dimensional and can't run the football because they fall back a too far, bro. AJ Brown. God, he doesn't yeah. need any. He doesn't need any inches of space. None. He caught the ball on my man. Yeah, there was shoulder. there was one of his catches for a touchdown. That there was literally no inches of space. None. And then the other one, he there was like on his shoulder. He was like forty yards open. And he there also mauled no, that corner, which is like weird. He no, ran like a locomotive. He ran him over. So you know, and the, call it. you know the rules, right? You get like, five, but Jesus, I mean, that they, was after five yards. He double moved him. That was, if anything, that was a hold on the defense, no doubt, eh, bro. He was eh. out of position. A.J. Brown's allowed to take steps forward. He was not in the right spot. The guy took a bad <laughs> Don't be step, on the tracks when the train's coming got through. lit up. Yeah, he did. In the nicest way possible because it wasn't even aggressive. It was just like, oops. Uh, yeah, I mean, did yeah. it against his former that team. Was a you whole, know that he that felt was good de- about that. That was illegal contact on the defense, hands down. Well, there was no penalty at all. So that was a touchdown on the Eagles. And they kept scoring and scoring and scoring. And obviously, we, we all watched Jalen Hurts now as... You know, the weeks go by, we're about to hit week 14, and all of a sudden we're like, maybe this guy does win MVP. I mean, the guy just doesn't do anything wrong. Uh, he's he's played his favorable schedule. Look, we I can say it all day because I'm a, I'm a Cowboys guy, and we're still down. The Cowboys are 9-3, and three, down two games. You know what I mean? So clearly the Eagles are taking advantage of all this fluff on their schedule, and they're beating the brakes off of even somewhat good teams. I, I consider the Titans' defense decent. You know, with Vrabel at the helm. You yeah, know? The, the Titans don't really do well against the pass, but they're really good against the run. And yeah. look, this is what happens when you have an offense that's as complete as the Eagles. They could do things a bunch of different ways. But yeah. enough about Philly. We're tired of them. I'm really tired of it. But speaking of the NFC East, uh, we got ourselves a tie. Uh, we had Anthony, uh, our, our our producer here, come in and say, I don't know how to feel about a tie. Well, I was like, well, there's multiple ways you can feel about a tie, and none of them are good. So um, the Giants and the Commanders tie yesterday after, again, I will say this, Brian though, Dayball just. I will say this. That's, that tie is probably going to get both those teams in. Either know, in I or know. out. I mean, it depends on who's winning games. We'll looking see. At, looking at the I've already done there's this. There's only one team. I've already done this. And it looks like it's going to help them both there's more eight, so than it's going to hurt them there's both. There's eight teams fighting for seven spots. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's no – that ninth team is like two games behind that. So it's like forget it. Um, and, of course, 
In regards to the mojo market, we all know how this works. Uh, you guys have been playing now for 13 weeks or at least, you know, 11, whatever it's been. Ty helps Green Bay. Oh, God. It does. Oh, God. It does. Oh, God. Yo, their, their playoff chances went up from like 13% to 35. That's good for one, one, hey. I'm not saying nothing. And then they would go into Minnesota as the seventh seed. And I, I love that. Relish that. I would moment. love that I for you. I was like, Ooh. Anyway, that. we're not talking about the Green Bay Packers getting into the playoffs, but we will talk about uh, the mojo market and how this works. We saw it. We've seen it constantly, time and time again. When somebody goes down and the and the and the bell is answered, we saw it yesterday. Unfortunately, the San Francisco 49ers have been playing really, really good football, and their season just kind of—I don't want to say up in smoke because you just really don't know. But Brock Purdy comes in because Jimmy G breaks his foot in the first quarter of that Miami game. And guess what? The Niners still won that game against a very good Miami Dolphins team. So it's just like, all right, is Jimmy G like, are we all like, oh, my God, it's over. You know, but like, but again, it's Mr. Irrelevant. Literally, the last pick in the NFL draft is now your starting quarterback. And the market dictated it. He's up 70% because he's the guy going forward. And we all have seen how that works when there's an injury. But like. Man, that that's that stinks for the Yeah, 49ers. I don't think the 49ers season's over by any stretch. No. I don't think that they were going to win good. the Super Bowl anyway. But I, I, don't. I may or may not have told the masses last week that the Niners were my Super Bowl pick. But bang <laughs> Well, look, I mean, the, the reason why the 49ers were going to play in the Super Bowl this year was not really because of Jimmy G. It, it, but he wasn't doing anything wrong. That's the problem. I, I'm not saying that Brock Purdy is on Jimmy G's level. But yesterday, against a very good team, Brock Purdy didn't do anything wrong. If sure. you're if you're asking Brock Purdy to throw a, a one yard hitch to Debo with four guys in front of him, or or clearly there's going to be plays where he has to step up and, and throw the ball downfield a little bit, but dare I say he might actually be better at throwing the football down the field than Jimmy G. I don't think the 49ers season is over because of this, but it definitely doesn't help. We'll just say that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and of course, that's not the only quarterback to go down last that night. That defense is still there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not the only quarterback to go down last night. Lamar Jackson, who is literally playing for a contract, goes down in what's being called weeks. I mean, uh, days to weeks um, instead of a season-ending thing. But now you have to look at the Ravens like, all right, well, Cincinnati keeps winning. You know, they're going to have to just – the division's probably gone, but you would assume that if the Ravens want to be a playoff team, they got to do it under Huntley. They did some decent things under Huntley last year when Lamar went down. But now this is two years, Chris – that Lamar Jackson has gone down and in a row, and, and now you have to think of it like he wants a guaranteed contract, which will affect his mojo market stock significantly. Does this guaranteed contract still happen? Yeah. I, well, fully first of all, I, never, I never expected it to fully happen. He's never going to get a fully guaranteed contract. That's what he wants. That's not going to happen. That's only happening. Look, you're not getting a fully guaranteed contract when a team has control still. The only time that you're getting full guarantees is if you're finessing something like a Kirk Cousins did, mm. where it's, look, we're going to give One him year two years. Time. It's not going to be this insane five-year deal. Or you're a free agent, unrestricted. There's, you could go wherever you want, and there's a bunch of teams jockeying for your, for your services. But if you're under team control, they could franchise tag them two more seasons if they really wanted to. They could. But that's a hefty price tag. The franchise, a quarterback right now, is up in $35 million. Fair. Deal. Or guarantee him 50 <laughs> for five, you know? Right. Yeah, you're it makes right. no, That's There's why point. Lamar is clearly a friend. But no, he's a candidate, but I don't know if that's going to work out because I think Lamar will sit. I don't think he's playing under the franchise tag. He's too good for that. I'm very surprised he's playing under what he's doing right now. Oh, no, no, no. The, the NFL has, the teams have all the leverage. Lamar has no leverage right now. He would have to sit out 
effectively two or three seasons for him to really get out of that. It's not going like to Like Deshaun Watson. Um, anyway, moving on to the top <laughs> movers of week number 13, and it starts with, uh, again, these aren't literally the every top mover on your Mojo app. So if you have the app, you see a lot of names. You see the names in the, in the Mojo stock underneath uh, this screen right here. But one of the guys you got to talk about is Michael Gallup. His first multi-touchdown game since 2020. He only had four catches on seven targets, 23 yards. But boy, oh boy, does he make some of those things look fun. And the only reason why I bring up this guy, and again, he's up just 2.6%. Nothing crazy. But if he's heating up, and C.D. Lamb is looking like wide receiver one. My biggest thing right now is today the Dallas Cowboys will wine and dine Odell Beckham Jr. He's in for a meeting. He's in for a negotiation. And he's also in for a Dallas Mavericks game. Apparently, they're all going to go together. If Beckham signs with the Cowboys, what's the, the limit for a Michael Gallup who, who will find himself in a lot of more situations that he found himself in last night, which I, when I say that, one-on-one -on -one jump balls, he wins them all. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you're, we're talking about Odell or Gallup. We're talking about Gallup stock because if, if Odell, Odell go, gets If there, Odell goes to Dallas, I think Gallup is the exact same player that he is right now. With less I don't coverage? Think he, I, I think less coverage. I mean, they have to cover everybody. It's not like they're double-teaming Gallup now. Anyway. No, they're not. But what I'm saying is that they sometimes get safety help over the top. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, if you have a guy that could take the top off if, the defense like Odell— well. Old Odell. <laughs> we'll yeah, see like, what Odell looks there's, like. There's reports coming out about Odell may not even be able to help much this season. Um, I don't know if that's we'll cold see. water being poured on things, but Odell's agent's not letting him do any medicals or, or any workouts. Which so, is a little insane. Think about it. Like, think about walking into an organization. And they're like, okay, what uh, happens? we have this contract have, here. Can we go outside to the practice field real quick? He's like, nah. It's what happens <laughs> when you have the leverage and you have other teams that, i.e. the Giants and the Cowboys that are competing for the guy's services together, they don't have to. It's like, we, well, the ball's in the ball's in Odell's court, or actually the ball's in the team's court. They have to decide whether they're going to pay him, and there's no reason why Odell should go out there because all it's going to do is hurt his chances. He's looking for a three-year deal. No way he's getting three years. I say two years at the most. We'll see. We'll this see. There season, might be like a player option or something. And then next, maybe a team option on the third, but I can't see it happening. We shall see. Um, but, uh, but Gallup will be the same exact thing. He'll, well, Gallup... Lamb is really coming into it. Pollard scores another two times. Zeke gets in the end zone, which, by the way, I don't know if you watched the yeah, beginning. Yeah, Colts stink, by the way. Uh, yes, I'm well aware. But did you watch the beginning of the game, the, be the very beginning of this game? No. First two drives, Pollard was the running back. Disciplin disciplinary action was taken against Zeke, who has started every game he's ever been in healthy. He sat out the first six snaps, which was two drives worth. Just noting that Zeke might have missed a practice or two <laughs> or he was late or he didn't hit the snooze button. Moving on to another receiver who is breaking onto the scene. And obviously it's warming, uh, warming Chris's heart right here because Christian Watson once again has himself a decent day. Uh, again, the, the, the stats don't dictate what this kid is doing for this team right now. Uh, three catches on, on six targets, so a 50% catch radius there. Only 48 yards, but then you hand the ball off to the guy on a, a jet sweep type situ uh, situation. He takes it 46 yards for a house call. Now, the biggest thing with this guy is that he's up another 6.6%, 6.7%. There is uh, multipliers obviously available. Chris, he's clearly become wide receiver one. You would think, right? I mean, unless you're thinking it's still Dobbs when he gets back. No, it's, or it's right now. Or it's, it's Lazard. Lazard is probably their wide receiver one in terms of target share. But big play waiting to happen, blow the cover off the top of the defense, score in any given second in any given game. This guy's price is this guy. eight bucks. That's 
what I'm saying, like yeah, right now, very low for a guy that's six four and seemingly runs a three six forty. He's because he's one of the touchdowns in four I've games seen in my life. Eight, eight. If you count the rushing Stay touchdown, corrected. well, that's what. It, the reason I, why I was trying to tell the reason why he's not the R, uh, the the wide receiver one is because in his last four games he has sixteen touches. He has eight touches in only. All right, let me run that back. <laughs> in his last four games, he has eight touchdowns. But he only has 16 touches. Okay. That includes the rush. So 15 okay. receptions over a four-game stretch. You would imagine that there is going to be some regression in terms of the touchdown totals. But then there could be some progression in terms of the reception totals. So I think there's room to grow in terms of his usage. But you know that he's not going to score is the two touchdowns a game is going the market, forward, right? Is the market timid that it could be a future without Aaron Rodgers? I don't believe so because there is about – 15 plays where these two guys, Jordan Love and Christian Watson, have played together. Okay. And he's got a 65-yard touchdown catch. So now, I don't think that there's any trepidation about going forward. I think those guys have probably worked out more just so out of curiosity. together with Watson being a rookie, Jordan Love working with the twos. They probably have a little bit. Yeah, you're of, right. There's probably some rapport there. But now just out of curiosity, you're a Packer guy, right? I mean, last night you saw once again the whole, you know, last year was I own you. This year, there was a little bit of a salute to the crowd. Was that Rogers' last game in Soldier Field? No. Okay, so Rogers so, back next year. If so, be so. But I just wanted to touch. Just curious. I'm going to take this point. The haters, it went from Aaron Rodgers is disinterested. He doesn't care. Right? This was the whole narrative for the first eight to ten weeks of football. And now that the Packers season is seemingly kind of washed, it's over, and Aaron Rodgers is dealing with a little bit of an injury, and he's battling through injuries and playing. It's The narrative has switched from the haters to saying Aaron Rodgers doesn't care, he's disinterested, to he's selfish, and he should be sitting to let another quarterback take his you job. You can't do that. Crazy financially, you can't do talk. that. Financially, you this can't do that. This is a business. This is a career we're talking about. This is about. the Packers Crazy paying this man $50 million. I, <laughs> I really like both players. I've gone on record to say I wouldn't trade Jordan Love. It would take a... a a king's ransom to get Jordan Love out of the Green Bay Packers organization at this point. Mm. And that's all things considered. Like, they might have Aaron Rodgers as a starter for two more years. We'll see. Still can't trade Again, Jordan you said Love. it. 50 million reasons why he would come back one more time. I mean, again, thumb injury, sure. Rib injury, that could be – like, we talked about Stafford and his movement. That guy's got a spine thing so, going on. So, it's like, so how many touchdowns did he throw yesterday? One, Rodgers? He only had one touchdown okay. uh, pass. The rest were rushes. So right now, Aaron Rodgers, over his last 18 games, has 39 touchdowns and nine picks. That's a one game over a full season. Yeah, but seven picks in his, this year alone. Wow. I'm just saying, he's, play, he's playing not Rodgers ball this year. He's not. He's not. And you know that. He's not. He used to be untouchable. He, when he threw a pick, no. it was like an enigma last year. Fair. Like, what, fair, what, what, fair. was that an interception he just threw? What, got, what was that? You know, the NFL leads the league in drops. The, the Packers receivers lead the league in drops. Well aware. All right. A team that took an L yesterday. We talked about the Packers winning, the Cowboys winning. The Jets, God dang it the heck, right? I mean, they, they couldn't get this done. Um, Garrett Wilson, though, is undoubtedly wide receiver one for the, the future, no matter who's under center. From what I've gathered in post-game interviews, this team really likes Mike White. Like, you don't hear Garrett Wilson talking the way he does after a loss if it was Zach Wilson. Like, they're, they're going to battle for this guy, right? So Mike White's the quarterback. We all know about Mike White. But Garrett Wilson yesterday, eight catches, 162 yards. 
Um, got, dude, the Vikings gave up like 500 yards of offense yesterday. No, I know. Like that, they're bad. They're the bad. They good. could be had. I don't want to hear about their record. This team is not the team that you think they are because of their record. The record is not indicating how good the Vikings are because they're just not. The the Jets went out there and had their way with them and were one throw away from winning this ball game. Two separate times. Two set right, <laughs> right. And two opportunities to do it, and they couldn't do it. And maybe that falls on Mike White, the inexperience, and, and you know, just kind of struggling in the moment. But I feel like the Jets are not going to give up on this guy just yet. But you said it last week that Zach Wilson has not played his final downs as the Jets quarterback this year. Um, so, again, I mean, I'll definitely a- put it this way. Yet, going into this, this week's game, I was probably about 75% sure that Zach Wilson would start again this season. I think he's going to start again at some point regardless. Like, next year he's definitely going to go into the year as a starter. Unless Mike White con- continues to play well. But after yesterday's game, I would say it's about 50-50 that Zach Wilson starts again. Because, look, look, what you're saying does make sense. They do really like playing for the guy, and it will be hard sell to the fan base and the locker room to say, hey, remember the guy that ruined almost ruined everything a couple weeks back? We're going to bring him in again. I can tell you this, though. Taylor Heineke would have won that game. Think so? Yeah. You see the way he dressed yesterday? <laughs> walking through that game yesterday? A little Peaky Blinders Or he would have tied. Or he would have tied. And it's better than a loss. Uh, he's up 4%, Garrett Wilson is. He's up 24% since draft day. So clearly, get in on him now. He's still relatively low on the price. Like, the Garrett Wilson will be wide receiver one 15 targets, forward. career high yesterday. That's always right. a good thing. And that's just showing you how much trust they have in this kid. They're throwing him the ball left and right. And it's Mike White. Didn't he have a – he popped off a long run, too? Garrett Wilson? Yeah, I'm going to check. I don't, I'm, I don't right think so. I'm right I, here. I, I, I'm right here. Keep, you can move yeah, on. I'll, moving I'll, on. I'll circle back. All right. Let's move on to – the Detroit Lions, who put up a 40-burger on the Jacksonville Jaguars. I said it on Friday. I, I said No, he did not. No. Uh, I said it on Friday. The, 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 the Lions are the scrappiest team in the league, and all of a sudden you find them 5-7 and seven with the outside chance of being that seven seed. I mean, they're down two games, and it's not likely, but they're playing well. And the only reason why you can continue to play this way is if you have constant or consistent quarterback play, and that's what we got out of Jared Goff yesterday. He... Um, which I'm going to throws for 346 yards, no interceptions, right? 31 completions to eight different receivers. He's spreading the ball around. Everybody else is benefiting yesterday, right? It's not just the Jared Goff show. He's throwing the ball all over the place. Amon Ross St. Brown, another incredible game. DeAndre Swift doing his thing. Jamal Williams scores again. Yeah, by everybody the way. on the Lions went up yesterday, yeah. except for Jamison Williams. But look, Jamison Williams didn't play much. He we expected him to get. I don't a even know snap of, count, but I don't I think, think he had, it was high. I think he had like ten snaps, if that. And he probably ran all fly routes. Just saying, man, they get, were talking get loose, buddy. crazy before the game, like they were going to use him as a gunner on special teams. What? Huh? What? Wait, what? Really saying that? Huh? These way too. I mean, that's their first round pick. Chill out. Bro. Yeah, don't do that. Right? <laughs> don't Let's do chill that. out there. Yeah, Maybe return a punt even is like a stretch. No, I'm not doing that either. But like, you're not least, taking my best guy off injury. At least that makes sense. You know, he might score. But like, you really want to put your number one draft pick out there off an Hell ACL no. to go no. make a tackle? No, no, Come no, on, no, no, bro. I Come on, do that. Dan. <laughs> Campbell, you'll listen, lose your I know job that way. We're biting kneecaps and winning football games. Just but don't look, jeopardize. Can the we talk about team. Jared Goff for a little bit? Sure, can. Because I think Jared Goff may have played himself into a starting position again next year. I don't know I, what the contract. I literally wrote like. that question. I said, "Does he is he there next the year? Are they still in? A- aren't great, but the contract wasn't great when he signed it. Now it's at the tail end of it. I'm not sure what he has left, but I think it's at least one more year. I'm going to look it up now. Where there's no way they're going to let Jared Goff walk, right? At the very least, if they bring in a rookie quarterback, that's 
what it would be. They're not going to replace him with a vet. Ooh, this is interesting now. I mean, just to, to play devils right now, and he's playing good football. The back end of this contract, next year he's due 20 mil. The following year he's due 21 mil, which is relatively low. Here's the kicker. There's no guarantees yeah. at all. Not next year, not the year after that. So but he's the way that they're due playing for free right agency now, in 25. The way they're playing right now, there's also no guarantee that they're going to be in a position to draft a quarterback. In Correct. The first they're round. playing themselves out of the first 10. Right? So are you going to bring in a guy that's maybe a second-round pick? Because they have other needs on this team, specifically on the defensive side of the ball. So yeah. if you're picking in the first round and you have Jared Goff that's playing serviceable, they have a lot of weapons around him, so he doesn't have to do too much. Just play mistake-free and get the ball to your guys in space. And and I think the offense is going to click regardless. It's about getting defense on that side. And 20 mil, you just said it. It's no guarantee. So at any given point after next year, they can move on. They can move on. No big deal. They can move on after this year. And they if they really do want bring to. in a rookie quarterback, much like what San Fran did, you know, paying a, a backup quarterback or a guy to push your starter and bring him along a little bit with a Jared Goff at 20 million. And then you see what happens with San Fran, and the the starter goes down in Trey Lance, and then you have a guy that you could lean on a little bit. Unfortunately for the 49ers, they leaned a little too hard, and they went break. But, <laughs> oh, ooh, I had to. <laughs> too soon, 49er fans, too but soon. But look, I think Jared Goff, and the market agrees a little bit, mm -hmm. because he did, he did shoot up accordingly, and it wasn't oh, because yeah. of... All the banked value. He didn't bank two dollars worth of value. Yesterday. No, he went three percent. Hard what to they're move. Looking when... at is like, look, the, another win, um, and then the contract. He's under contract two more years with no guarantees. But like I said, that dollar amount is fairly low. It was high when he signed it, but the quarterback contracts have taken off since then. Yeah. So I think Jared Goff is the starter in Detroit next year with a full complement of those weapons. I'm not against it. If you're I, a Detroit think, Lions think... fan. You got to feel good that he could sling it. Now, all that said. I still don't know if he accumulates $11 in career future earnings, but I do think there's going to be some room for that to go up over the course of the next year. So Oof, yeah. I do like I do think Jared Goff is a buy right now. We talked Crazy about Crazy that I just said that. I know, that is a little insane. Uh, we talked about the Kansas City Chiefs dropping to the Cincinnati Bengals yesterday in what was a very, very good game. I mean, I can't get, I mean, I'm, I'm not about to sit here and, and bash Mahomes, but sometimes I just feel like the guy tries to do too much, holds onto the ball too long. And again, he's still the best quarterback in the world. Um, but they got themselves a running game now, Chris. Isaiah Pacheco, right? Rutgers alum. I'll keep saying it until I'm blue in the face because we don't have much to be prideful about over at RU. Um, but yesterday, up another 4%. He goes for 66 yards, a touchdown. He actually gets two catches on two targets. So they're using him out of the backfield to catch the ball a couple times. Um, he's up now. This is the, this is the most alarming thing. Now, obviously what you're seeing on your screen right now is the 24 hour numbers. So you're, he's up 4%, right? Over the course of this season. Now he's 13 weeks into an NFL career. He is up 272% with a three-time multiplier. If you were like, I like this kid Pacheco, I'll give him a shot. As soon as the season started, he's up. 816%. That's not a typo. That's not wrong. I did the math. I did you calculate it, right? It's Pacheco seems to have found himself as Andy Reid's workhorse going forward. And if the Chiefs can figure this out, I don't care. Yes, they lost the game yesterday. But if the Chiefs figure out that they have a serviceable and good explosive running back to go along with Patrick Mahomes, and, I, and I, this is a little insane to say this, but 
Now I really feel like they're in on the Odell sweepstakes because when you look around that team, Van, uh, MVS dropped a couple balls yesterday. Schuster's been on the uh, right. They had nothing out of Tony yet. He hasn't even played. They don't have a pass catch or receiver outside of Kelsey. A Odell would fit in beautifully and Juju over there. Will be back, but I Juju played, but he's uh, just he, yeah he played two two games in a row. Trust me, I have him on fantasy. What? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, he played. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so, yeah, but yeah. I'm saying Mahomes has himself. Some trouble finding a receiver last year, uh, last night. But the big story, as I just said, if this guy continues on the war path that he's on, Pacheco's going to be RB1 in Kansas City under Andy Reid for the foreseeable future. And that's a beautiful thing to have because if you look at the market right now, this guy's only $5.51. This is the workhorse for the Kansas City Chiefs. I can't stress that, that enough. Yeah. The Kansas City Chiefs have a workhorse. Well, running back. He does have four straight games with 10 or more carries. I wouldn't, ca- I wouldn't consider him just a workhorse just yet, and they did just sign Don't Melvin. Don't you pour cold water on my Rutgers No, 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 guy. no, no. no. <laughs> I, look, at, at the price that he's at, there's still significant room. The Kansas City Chiefs are a playoff team. This guy could end up scoring five touchdowns in the postseason this year and yeah. really shoot up everybody's ranks, mojo market included. I'm not so sure that there is a, a room for a workhorse in Kansas City with that the way they run their offense, but it is nice to see that they have somebody to lean on when they get down low. And if he's going to get 10 carries a game and a couple of those are in the goal line, then I'm very excited about Pacheco's future. The reason why I'm a little bit, I have a little trepidation going forward with him is because of the lingering presence of said Melvin Gordon at the goal line. I think Pacheco has He's got to be called up first for me to get threatened by I it. mean, they didn't, it's sign, inevitable, but they yeah. didn't sign him to the practice squad to, to run scout team. I can promise you that. <laughs> Melvin true. Gordon's over there to carry the ball down low and get short yardage for them when they need it. So I want to see how that situation plays out. If Melvin Gordon takes all the carries at the goal line, then I think it almost deems Pacheco useless, at least in fantasy circles. But if he could, if he could, it would take take a catastrophic something, something for him to drop everything that he's gained already. Well, it will be. You know what that catastrophic something would be? Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon (laughs) getting the handoff on the one yard line. Right. That would be catastrophic because if you look at what Pacheco did yesterday. Outside of the touchdown, it's a very, very he just runs hard. I like the way he runs. Day. I, I, like, hey, he I, just... I'm, I agree, but we're talking about what's what's going to get him to the point. What's going to get him in the end zone? Right, getting the ball down low. If he's not getting the ball down low, I think that just there's break not a couple room. for twenty plus. It's easy. Just but do look, it. he looked good yesterday. <laughs> he had a nose for the end zone. Yeah, you know when yeah. he got carries down low, he looked good. So yes, we'll he see. did. All right, that is our top movers for today. And obviously, we got one more to go tonight. That's Monday Night Football featuring Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the NFC South leading Tampa Bay Buccaneers at a under 500 record. It's just pinch me. That happens every year, I feel like. There's always one division that's just like, he shouldn't, that they shouldn't be anywhere near this. But they are. And they're hosting. I feel like there's like three. The rival Saints. Yeah, well, I know. Um, but as far as the market goes tonight, Lots of storylines here. Chris Olave leads all rookies right now in receptions and yards. And I feel like the sky's the limit for him. I feel like Tampa Bay's defense hasn't been what they were touted as early on. They have been had a couple times. I like Olave. I just don't like the guy throwing the ball. I like Andy Dalton as a person, but the dude is just not that guy. And again, I understand banked value aside. Andy Dalton is just, I don't know, I, I just i can't get excited about anybody on the Saints when Dalton's slinging it around. Um, it's like watching Matt Ryan at this point. It's, the same, it's like Spider-Man meme right now, and they're both starting quarterbacks in the NFL. The Saints, they, they put themselves in a position not to win the division, but 
to kind of put themselves in a position to find that guy in the draft. Yeah, for the Eagles. Possibly. Oh, my God. Every right. time. Every time. I think they're lo- Saints, you need to win this game tonight. You need to win big. Um, no, this is one terrible. of the games that when God, we looked at the seed, when we looked, it was like week Yucky. eight, week nine, and the, it was like the Bucks might not make the playoffs. And then you looked at their schedule, and then you looked at their division, and you were like, oh, God, they will definitely be in the playoffs. <laughs> and this is why. And a home playoff game, they, nonetheless. You know, they're going to get a home game. They're going to probably beat up on whoever they play in round one. Hey, oh, tr- oh, it's going to be Dallas. Round one? Yeah. No. <laughs> yes. Dallas is oh. going to be fifth, and the Bucks will be fourth. Yeah, Six, four yeah, plays five. Buys, yeah, the buys are yeah. weird now. And the buy is just one, and that will be the Eagles if they keep. So doing correct. What doing. Yes. All right. So the Bucks are going to be a playoff team. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? Don't you do it? Not I think the story to look for in this good one mood. is we know Godwin is fully back from the injury woes. He's been playing really well. Mike Evans, maybe not so much. Um, the Tampa Bay receivers have to get going because. We just need to see if they're able to do this going forward, the playoff for the for the postseason to see if Tampa Bay is for real. The other story I want to monitor here is if if Leonard Fournette plays, what's going to be Rashad White's usage? The last couple of games that they played, I think Leonard Fournette got out carried by Rashad White, even when he was healthy. Yeah, even when he was healthy. But I think when they got down down low, it was Fournette that was getting the goal line is. work, and that makes is. sense. I want to see that shift a little bit. Fournette's on his way out of town after this season. You would imagine that he's done after this, right? Rashad White's the starter going forward. I think that they need to just lean on him as much as possible. Who cares if Fournette's upset with you? He'll be fine when it comes to playoff time. Playoff Lenny. Right? Everybody Play- loves playoff him. Leonard. And save him for the postseason, but let Rashad White do his thing now because I really am counting on him in more ways than mm-hmm. one. So many. We're all on Rashad I'm White. I'm invested in Rashad right White. Yeah, I, I am too, of course. All right, well, that's Monday Night Football. Should be a good one tonight in Tampa Bay. So if you want to follow everything that Mojo has to offer right now, head on over to the social media. Follow us right now at Instagram, on Twitter, over there on TikTok, at Mojo. Real easy to find us. There's four letters. You can't get this wrong. And, of course, if you want to join the Discord, the conversation keeps on going day in and day out. I see a lot of guys over there that are sharing their portfolios that are figuring this thing out, man. They're making some dough. What's and, up? Yeah, no, tomorrow we're going to be doing what we did last week yes. for the AFC. We're going to be doing that for the NFC as we review the Tampa Bay-New uh, Orleans game tomorrow. We're also going to be talking a little bit about Tom Brady's career and see how he's going to play, what, what we should do with Tom Brady's stock because it's that time. It's the last month of his, could be the last month of his career. Does he play again? Does he retire? Uh, we'll find out. Hmm. We'll talk about it tomorrow. He's got a life to live, man. Go live that life. Anyway, for Dave Starchio and Chris Gucci, this has been another episode of the Mojo Market Report. We'll see you guys bright and early tomorrow morning to put a bow on week number 13. See you then.